What's up, everyone? It's Annie Up here on the Sawdust Podcast Network, brought to you by Fantasy Alarm. I'm Adam Ronis, along with Justin Fensterman, because it's the night of the NBA draft. Who better than to bring in Justin to talk some NBA? So, Justin, let's kick it off. Minnesota Timberwolves taking Anthony Edwards with the first pick. What were your thoughts on this pick and how he fits in in Minnesota? Well, they absolutely, Adam, and it's great being with you. They need that shooting guard because Malik Beasley's a free agent and they're still trying to figure out who best pairs with D'Angelo Russell. Now, it's not the offense with Anthony Edwards that I like so much. It's the defense. Why? Because you know it, Ronis, as well as I do, that D'Angelo Russell is allergic to defense and they're not going to be a threat at all because Carl Anthony Towns is also a shoddy defender. So bringing in this guy gives them a little bit more perimeter defense. I like what he brings. He will be able to score but I'm almost envisioning his role being a Gary Harris-like role. He'll hit shots from the outside, but when it comes to D'Angelo Russell and the amount he's going to shoot, I feel like that this pick is more beneficial from the defensive side, from the fantasy aspect of it all. I think that he's going to be starting, no problem. So we can look to draft this guy, but we're going to have to see how much involvement he has in the offense because you know D'Angelo Russell is shot happy. Oh, there's no question about that. And Carl Anthony Towns has to get his shots as well. Oh, of course. He needs to get his shots from beyond the arc. It's not like he's a freaking seven-footer or anything, right? It was crazy last year. I kept looking at the average three-point attempts per game from Towns, and I think it was like, wasn't it over seven for a good portion of the season? That's about seven too many because he has to learn how to play the post. That's what I say about that. And that's why the game plan with him has to change. And again, with him not being a good defender, that's the problem with a lot of these new age centers that we've seen in recent years. They focus so much about trying to be shooters all over the floor that I think it really takes away their focus from being defenders. And that's why, despite what you see in the stats, you have to watch these players to see just how poor of defenders they are. And you know that as much as I love Carl Anthony Towns, he doesn't play good defense. And getting Anthony Edwards, though, will help out on the perimeter a little bit more. Golden State with the second overall pick. And looks like some bad news here on Clay Thompson. As of this recording, we're still not exactly sure what the issue is. But reports are that it could be a potentially serious heel injury, which would be terrible luck for Clay Thompson. But Golden State selects James Wiseman the center from Memphis with the number two pick. Oh, they absolutely did. And I got to say bravo to the Golden State Warriors because they got this news about Klay Thompson. They didn't know the extent of the injury. They're still awaiting an MRI, but it's looking like it's something Achilles related, like you mentioned. But here's the thing. You know this, and I know this. They needed a big man. I was worried that they were going to cave and go after LaMelo Ball because of all of a sudden the uncertainty surrounding Klay Thompson. They held steady. They said, slow down, and they took a position player that they absolutely needed. Because let's face it, Draymond Green is damaged goods. He needs help in the post. This guy relieves him a little bit more. If Draymond Green wants to stretch the floor and shoot corner threes, he can do that once again with this guy clogging up the middle. I know we didn't see too much of him, but all the Warriors need because of the amount of shooters they have is someone to literally clog up that paint. And that's what he does. You and I both know that Draymond Green is going to get banged up because he's always banged up, probably going to miss a few games as well. Wiseman relieves him, and I think Wiseman will preserve his health a little bit more. 
Yeah, certainly you will give them some boards and blocks, and we know that can be valuable in fantasy. So good fit here for Golden State. And the, the best part about it is that they didn't cave, though, because they can find another shooter. And no one not like Clay Thompson. They invested a lot of money into him. But we're going to talk LaMelo Ball, but they really needed this center. Micro ball does not work, especially when you get into the playoffs. Just ask the Rockets about it. It just doesn't work. And with the Warriors and how decimated they are, they don't have to worry about shooters. They can have a traditional centers. I'm starting to believe that teams are trying to go throwback style and get these traditional centers because the focus for the last 10 years, as I have alluded to before, the focus was on three-point shooting and stretching the floor. Let's get back to basics, the foundation of the center position. And that's where Wiseman comes in. They also needed some rim protection as well. That was clearly something that was absent last year as we were always picking on Golden State in DFS. Obviously, they had a lot of injuries last year, but that certainly fills a need How many times did we talk about Marquise Chris? Too many times, okay? And I'm tired of it. And now with that and this pick... I'm excited to see what Wiseman brings, despite not having much tape on him and despite him not having much experience because of all the issues that happened in college where he left school. They just need him to be a big body. He'll develop slowly, and he could still start while doing that. Charlotte Hornets with the third pick, and they take LaMelo Ball. Yeah, you're clearly not enamored with this pick. No, I'm not. I mean, are you? I mean, don't they have two guards that are going to command the ball on offense? Don't they need big man help? If anything, why is Cody Zeller still the starting center going into this year? I know that they have P.J. Washington, Miles Bridges, but why take LaMelo Ball? I'm not a conspiracy theorist or anything, but... Do you think maybe Michael Jordan wanted to take LaMelo Ball to kind of stick it to his dad, LeVar, who said that he could beat him in one-on-one, maybe bench this guy all year? Because this pick makes absolutely no sense, and it almost makes me think that either Terry Rozier or Devontae Graham is somehow getting traded. Yeah, I've heard some rumors about Rozier. Uh, Devontae Graham, uh, one of the most improved players last year, so... It, it is kind of strange. Maybe they play two point guards on the floor at times, uh, but it, it is, you know, sometimes teams take the best talent and maybe that's what they saw on their board. They said, all right, he's the best guy. We'll just take him and then potentially make a trade. Maybe there is something else happening here for them. Yeah, maybe there is. Maybe they can somehow figure out a way to lure. Here's the thing. Do I want them to lure Andre Drummond? Not really. I mean, Andre Drummond would be a significant improvement, let's just say, if they could somehow trade for him. But here's the problem with Andre Drummond. Is he really that impactful of a center outside of the stats? I'm not sure about that. And I'm not sure that Cody Zeller is going to be able to keep his knee in place for the entire season either. I was expecting them to go big, man. I kind of also believe that they were convinced that Wiseman was going to drop to them. And then when Wiseman did, it's kind of like when I picked Devin Singletary because I freaked out because the rest of my running back targets didn't pan out in the host league. They were all taken and I freaked out out of desperation. I feel like the Hornets did the same thing here. They weren't prepared. They thought they were getting Wiseman. There was a rumored trade with the Warriors for that second pick. And I think they got caught off guard. And you're right. I think they went who they thought was best available at the time. You mentioned Andre Drummond. I don't know if you saw this, but did you see that he got a vote for Defensive Player of the Year and the beat reporter who voted for him? And it wasn't a Detroit one. 
said, well, he was great when I saw him in person. It was using stats like blocks to back it up. <laughs> wow. Amazing. I love when you saw him in person. So you didn't watch him the other times. Great. Good. That's the problem with these centers. And we're going to talk about some more of these centers. Just because they average double doubles does not mean they're good defenders. I've said this to you before. Rudy Gobert, I don't think he's as good of a defender as he once was. The stats, if you just looked at the stats, you would think that he's the man. But at the same time, there were players that were undersized that were attacking him because of his lackadaisical defense. And that is why you have to look beyond the stats. And that's what we do at FantasyAlarm.com. We'll help you get to that point. Pistons at pick seven take a point guard, Killian Hayes. Oh, what are your thoughts on him? I like Killian Hayes, and one of the big reasons I like him is because he can now relieve, kind of like what I said about Wiseman with Draymond Green, Derrick Rose, he's no stranger to injury. So with that, Derrick Rose now can stay exclusively at the arc and be the off shooting guard making Killian Hayes. I'm hoping he starts right away. He's got good speed. However, the one thing with Killian Hayes is that sometimes he slows down too much. I love players and especially point guards with controlled drives. When I say that, what I mean by players with controlled drives, they're able to do acrobatic moves. They're able to stay in the air for an extra length of time, even if it's an extra two seconds and switch up their shots and switch up their drives, switch hands with the ball. That is what Killian Hayes can do. He's going to have to improve that agility, though, because he's going to have to read screens a ton, and that's not going to be good because if he doesn't learn how to avoid screens and anticipate them coming and avoid them, you're going to be seeing almost like a car accident with everybody crashing into each other, and that's not going to be good. This guy should be starting from the outset. And Derrick Rose's health should be preserved because he shouldn't have to do as much. Let Derrick Rose shoot from the outside. Let Killian Hayes be the driver. He can keep this team speedy. And that's what we want to see from the rebuilding Pistons. We know Justin is a big Knicks fan. No, we'll, not get at all. His, we'll get his thoughts on their pick right after a word from our sponsor. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning, even you, Adam, even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTEUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. <laughs> All right, Justin, your Knicks picking number eight, Obi Toppin. You love the pick? Hate it? 
I love the pick, man. I, I don't know. And now it's so funny because the first thing everybody messages me is another power forward. Well, you got to look at the contract situations. The Knicks don't have a lot of long-term deals, a lot of team options too. And the Bobby Portises of the world won't cut it when you're rebuilding. Obi Toppin, I am shocked dropped to the Knicks. I thought the Cavs were going to take him a few picks before, but instead they took Isaac Okoro, which I was a little bit surprised about. I thought they could use a little bit more size maybe to help out Kevin Love, and I thought Obi Toppin would be great. This guy is an excellent driver. He's a showman. He's not afraid to get to the basket. He's not going to be doing the fancy stuff if you watch the highlight reels that he did at Dayton, but He's a force inside, and not only that, but he'll be able to shoot from the outside as well. I know they have Julius Randle right now, but this could be Randle 2.0, just like Randle's pretty versatile, so can Obi Toppin, but I love his driving ability, and like I said in videos I put out at FedSD Sports, at Fantasy Alarm, all over Instagram too, one of the things that I made sure I said, he is what the Knicks fans wish Kevin Knox turned into. I believe in this guy, unlike Kevin Knox, who has been a total failure. Yeah, and 22 years old, he turned Dayton into a contender, and he was very emotional and is from New York. So that's always something that is great. I mean, I'm from New York. If I was a professional athlete and I'm a big Mets fan growing up and they drafted me, man, that would be like the greatest thing in the world. So Toppin, really emotional, wanting to play for the Knicks. Well, let me ask you this then. Do you feel like, because you and I both grew up in the area, in the New York area, do you think because you were involved in the New York media as a fan, you know what it's like, you know how brutal the fan base can be and the pressure from being a fan of these New York sports teams, do you think that you'd be able to handle the pressure because you were used to it growing up and you focused on it as a sports nut. Yeah, I mean, a lot depends on your personality and you have to understand how the dynamic of New York works. And yeah, I think he seems to know. He knows there's a lot of pressure. And look, I think if you grow up in New York, you realize, hey, if you don't perform, they're going to let you know about it. And you have to realistically look at yourself. And if you're not performing, well, expect to hear about it. So it all depends on your personality, some people shy away from the spotlight. They want to be in the dark, you know, like a Kawhi Leonard doesn't really want to talk much and others embrace it. So we'll find out. But he seems like, again, I don't really know him that well. Uh, you know, I don't I don't know his background. Great. But it seems like he's excited to play here. Yes, as long as he drives. And that's the thing. Again, let's stop focusing on the shooting and let's go back to basics. I want defenses to collapse on this Knicks team. And also, because he's a good ball handler, I think this helps out Mitchell Robinson. Julius Randle, I think, stood at the arc way too much last year. You bring this guy in and he draws the double, Mitchell Robinson will be open every single time. And because of his driving ability and he'll be a threat, I feel like Mitchell Robinson, this could be the start of the solution to him getting out of foul trouble. Uh, let's see. Jalen Smith taken by the Phoenix Suns with pick number 10. I know this is a pick you liked. Another pick I really, really liked because they don't really have depth at all in Phoenix. I know everybody's enthralled, as am I, with the Chris Paul trade. They shored up that backcourt with Paul and Devin Booker now. Mikel Bridges, good defender as well. But... Cameron Johnson wasn't going to cut it. They needed size. And DeAndre Ayton, very good on offense, very good mid-range game. 
but he's a horrible defender. He doesn't close players out at all. He barely keeps his back to the basket. I used to get benched in Little League when I didn't keep my back to the basket. It's fundamentals, and he needs to learn that. And I think because you have Jalen Smith now, I think Aiton can focus more on improving in the post. Let Jalen Smith do his thing on offense. Let him work the mid-range and have Aiton in the post. Aiton has to toughen up, and that's something that's going to make this Suns team improve. They needed the beef inside. They get it with Jalen Smith. I think that this could lead to DeAndre Aiton getting so much more improved at the big man position in the post because it was just so, so frustrating just seeing him work the elbow as much as he did. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, though, for these big guys, we want to see their numbers for fantasy. I know you're looking at it from a real-life perspective with the defense, but, you know, when we talk fantasy, give us the boards, give us the points, and, you know, Aiton had some big fantasy games last year. A hundred percent, and he's going to have them again. He's still the number two option on this team. But with Jalen Smith there, it'll take the pressure off of him. I want him to learn how to play in the post. He's got size, and he could be so much better than he is now, especially on offense. I don't see, especially with the lack of depth on this Suns team currently, I don't see at this time, this moment, how both of these guys don't eat. Any other picks in this first round stand out to you that you really like, that you dislike, that you thought were good fits for certain teams? Yes, a perfect marriage, I thought, was from the Spurs. Devin Vassell, who I thought was going to go earlier. I mean, there are a few guys in this draft who were the, quote, three and D guys. They can hit three-pointers and they can play good perimeter defense. That's what the Spurs need. Could they add another guard? No, they could not. DeMar DeRozan opted into his contract, so they're stuck with him. But DeMar DeRozan doesn't shoot threes. This guy will, and he'll play as good a defense as DeMar DeRozan does. The Spurs, for years, have prided themselves on their defense, and I think they made the smart move going with this defensive player who can also hit spot-up jumpers, too. And also, by the way, when DeMar DeRozan drives and draws a double, everybody's going to scheme against him. They're going to want him close him down beyond the elbow, right next to the elbow, outside of the paint, force him to take an off-balance jumper. Now Vassell should be open. I think he's walking right into a very, very good rotation spot. Remember, the guards are going to continue to toggle when it comes to San Antonio, but they don't have a lot of wingers. And I think this is a perfect marriage for Vassell and the Spurs. We talked a lot about Philadelphia last year, just the way the team was built. It just didn't seem like it was the right fit. And of course, they were great at home, terrible on the road. So they made some trades here. They get rid of Al Horford in his contract. Uh, they also get rid of Jason Richardson. They bring in Seth Curry and Danny Green. I mean, this was a team that desperately needed some shooting from the outside. Yeah, they definitely did. And they got their shooters from the outside indeed. And a little bit of defense from Danny Green too. Josh Richardson now going to Dallas. I'll find it very interesting to see how different his role is than it was in Philly. I don't think it's going to be that different. You know it's still Luka's world there. The question is, will Porzingis be ready in time? If not, they're going to need more shooters. And that's why they got him there. And I just got to say, man, I don't know what you think about this. Bravo to the Thunder. They needed a power forward desperately. 
I was hoping that they were going to go after Jeremy Grant again. But trading for Al Horford, who I think is a better power forward than center, an amazing compliment to Steven Adams, who's an inside specific center. He'll be able to kick it back out to an open Al Horford. Al Horford will have to do less. He should start alongside Adams. And he hit, what, oh, three and a half per game last year? He should absolutely be able to keep that. Do you think he keeps his 30 minutes per game? I think so. Yeah, it definitely is a better fit for sure. Oklahoma City just making drastic changes. Uh, and we thought last year that they wouldn't be that good and they were the surprise team. Certainly a different look this year. How about if you're Seth Curry, man? You got to play for your father-in-law. I mean, I've never been married, so I don't know what's that like, but how how would you handle that? I mean, I would just, hey, I would be as nice as possible, bring him chocolates, and make sure that whenever it's his birthday, you're buying the nice porterhouse steak for him as well. That's going to be a little awkward, but here's the thing with Seth Curry. They need more shooters. If they are going to keep Ben Simmons, who we all know, and everybody in the universe, basketball fans or not, know that he can't shoot, They need to surround them with guys that can hit shots and don't need a lot of time to hit shots. And you know about the Currys. The quick release absolutely works. Any uh, final thoughts on this draft and anything that occurred here in the NBA tonight? Yeah, I'm just very interested to see what the Denver Nuggets do with their picks. They get R.J. Hampton, and I kind of have a theory, and I've always had this theory about Jamal Murray. Good ball handler, but sometimes I feel like Jamal Murray's miscast. I think of him more as a shooting guard, maybe because he's so shoot first. I think what they can do at times, and this will preserve Gary Harris's health, I think that they can go with sets of R.J. Hampton and Jamal Murray with Murray being the shooter. He could still make plays as a shooting guard. You don't have to just be a strict shooter. But if R.J. Hampton can be the playmaker and he can run the floor with speed and then kick it back out to Murray, again, I feel like it will be less pressure on Murray and he'll be able to get higher percentage shots from the field. And someone else that they drafted... Zeke Najee, I like him too because Nikola Jokic frustrates the hell out of me. I don't like how he's always at the top of the key or always at the arc, controlling the ball, controlling the play. If he's going to do that and you're going to isolate your big man out on the perimeter, then you need another guy that's going to clean up the garbage. And Najee can do that. A good compliment to Jokic. I personally think Jokic needs to change up his game. I'm not the coaching staff, but Najee will definitely contribute because he'll clean up the garbage in the low post. Yeah, Murray and Jokic were so much fun to watch in the playoffs. They just had an unbelievable run coming back from 3-1 twice. So that was definitely a hell of a run for Denver. Make sure you check out FantasyAlarm.com for more in-depth fantasy basketball draft coverage and for season-long fantasy basketball because it's right around the corner December 22nd the season starts so you can check out everything that we have at fantasyalarm.com want to thank Justin for filling in tonight this is another episode of Annie Up and we'll catch you next time